Oh, I don't want to say it. <laughs> you got it. You're in too deep. They say home is where the heart is, so I wonder why your motherfucker always feeling heartless. Welcome to episode 17 of Doubly Negative, as always. I am Chris, here with my friend Kyle. Kyle, how are you doing? Hi, Chris. I'm doing all right. That's what I like to hear. So, sorry for the whole mishap last week with the episode where we had to take it down and redo it. Either way, you got a good episode out of it. At least I think so. I think uh, the redo came out really well. And why we had to cancel the last episode inspired us to talk about a different topic. So, I think that was uh, all in all a good thing. I'm okay with it. Yeah, it was fine. And uh, as a side note, too, I want to give a special thanks to Jake because... um, you know, we, we know he does a lot of work behind the scenes, but this time I actually had to do his job and edit the podcast, and, and that was a doozy, man. Uh, I haven't done any editing work like that in a long time, and I remember we finished the podcast, and I told you, yeah, dude, I'll have it done in 30 minutes. Uh, nope. No. It was at least four or five hours of editing, and yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of work. He does a great job. Yeah, no, for real. It's a lot. So it was funny because today we went to a different jujitsu gym for one of our friend's birthdays, and... Um, he was rolling with someone he hadn't rolled with before, and it was like a 15-minute roll. Like, these guys were going at it. No one was breaking. And Jake made, like, a beautiful transition, got the back, tapped the guy out. But before that, this guy was stacking Jake like a bastard. And I wanted to take a picture and then write the caption when Chris and Kyle send Jake an episode to edit Saturday night for a Monday release. Why didn't you? That's perfect. Because it there wasn't, like, a good angle of, like, his face. But he's one of those guys that can fold in half and not have any issues. But it was literally, I, I thought of it. I was like, oh, my God, I just look this way. I need to see the face. Yeah, you had that divine inspiration. It would have been the perfect post because <laughs> I can imagine how that feels. Because me and you, you know, Saturday night, we had a few. Uh, I've been going to bed early. Kyle's been waking up a little later. That's fucking Jake over. It. But hey, like we said, that that's the name of this episode. Sorry, Jake. Well, he's a flexible guy, both in jujitsu and in work priorities. So, uh, yeah, you can stack him, and he's all right. No matter what, he gets the job done. Real limber, real flexible, real sexy. Limber, flexible, sexy. If there were three words to describe Jake, those are the ones I'd pick mm. out. So I'm glad you went ahead and said good, that. Good. Okay, so I know we want to be a little more regimented, a little more scheduled, or I don't know if that's the word, but... We wanted to do like more segments. So, and one thing we wanted to talk about was check-ins. Is that something you still want to do? Uh, of course, I always want to know how you're doing, Chris. So, uh, yeah, give me give me your update. How you been doing this week? Well, thank you for asking. So, I know in the episode that we deleted, we had kind of talked about how I was going to start meditating more consistently. I think we touched on it in the redo, but not as extensively as we talked about it in the last one. But honestly. It's going to sound like I'm lying, but I promise you I'm not. I've been making it a focus. Like one of my main things like I have to do is meditate some point in the day. And honestly, I felt a lot better. There was a day I was leaving work and you can always tell your aggravation level with how little tolerance you have for stupid drivers, right? Because there are times where I'm driving home. And like someone will cut me off and I'm like, hey, I've done that. This guy's all right. And like, I don't care. But there are days where someone even like puts a blinker on too late. And I'm like, fuck this guy. He's a piece of shit. And that's just because I'm in a shitty mood. So I was in one of those moods when I was on the way home. And um, I came home. I meditated. And I felt great afterwards. I was in such a good mood. Michelle came home. I was like almost annoyingly happy, you know, just taking that 10 minutes out to sit, breathe, exercise those demons get them off my plate i felt really fucking good that's awesome man um the traffic example is is i think that's probably the best example i think almost everybody can relate to that and it's kind of funny you mentioned that because i had the opposite experience I, i meditate pretty much every morning and one morning i even meditated a little bit longer than usual and then i was driving and i was i was doing the same thing i was really angry at other drivers but I had this awareness and I was like, I meditated. Why am I feeling this way? So it, it was strange. I, I had the anger, but I also had this other voice in the back of my head telling me not to be angry. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's not a, it doesn't, it doesn't always correlate, but I think that awareness too was a good thing anyway. But, but yeah, anyway, good example. So could you tell me about your practice a little bit? What are you doing exactly? 
Well, before we go into that, I want to kind of touch on something you said where you did meditate and you were still angry. Yeah. So a question I have for you as someone who's far less experienced, when you meditate, I mean, one thing we talked about in, in the episode was like your goal is to have an absence of thought, right? Just to clear your mind of all thoughts. But a lot of times in that process, thoughts will come up that could be less than pleasant, right? So do you think when you meditate, sometimes you deal with some of these unpleasant thoughts and it carries over into your day has that happened to you yeah absolutely i think that's a great point because that's the biggest misconception about meditating a lot of people might be interested in meditating but they say i can't do that i can't i can't clear my mind well that's the whole point nobody really can so you're never going to sit down and meditate and then have a perfectly clear mind you're just going to get closer and closer and the process is really realizing that you're even thinking so a lot of the time i'll meditate for 20 minutes and i'll get lost in thought for five or ten minutes I'll, i will literally forget that i'm meditating so yeah if, if you're interested in meditating or you're starting and you're having a lot of thoughts don't be discouraged that's just part of the process it's just sitting there and taking space and, and time to watch your mind is going to help you be more aware of those thoughts and then as you do that, you'll gradually become more calm and, and and think less. And as for thoughts coming up and dealing with them, yeah, definitely. That's, that's a, a huge benefit of it because there's so many things that you're probably worrying about and thinking of every day that you're not really getting to if you're not taking time. So meditating gives you time to process those things. Yeah, and I think it's important to note that just like anything else, you can put in the work and still fail. So I know you talked about Oh, a lot of people that meditate, they have like this very calm aura to them, right? But when you're first starting, when you meditate, some of those thoughts that come up might be unpleasant. You might not know how to deal with them in the moment and it might aggravate you more. That doesn't mean, you know, you failed. I mean, you can keep going and get better at the practice, you know, but like in your example where you were still kind of pissed off after you had meditated and like being aggravated at people on the road, that's just not a failed session, but it, it didn't. Ultimately, you didn't reach your end goal, which was to, you know, relax. Yeah, and that, that's another important point that you brought up because there's an interesting paradox with meditation. It's like most people nowadays, you know, in the 21st century, we, we do things with a goal in mind. So we meditate because we want something. We want to get to a goal. Interestingly enough, that's kind of the exact opposite of what you're doing with meditating. You're trying to be in the present moment. So it's okay. You have to accept that you have these goals, but if you really want to reach uh, a higher level, you kind of have to let them go. And that's something I struggle with all the time. I was actually doing this meditation exercise with someone last night where it was very interesting. Um, she's trying to transfer energy to me. I never did this before. Really interesting. And um, if she does it correctly, you can actually feel like static electricity in your body. And I started feeling that and then I got excited. I'm like, oh, I feel it. But as soon as I felt it, then I kind of lost the present moment. I was focused on the end goal and then I lost it. And, and that, is kind of, uh, that is kind of an example of the paradox of meditation because once you start getting it, once you start getting that clear mind, you're probably going to have a thought, oh, I'm doing it. I got it. And then you're probably going to lose it. So uh, sorry if I'm rambling a little bit there, but uh, it's just about that paradox. No, and I'm glad you brought that up because that happens all the time, especially with you introducing meditation to me and me actually trying it and then us talking about it. Like I find myself like while I'm meditating, I'll feel like, oh my God, I'm falling into it. And then I'm like, I, this is something I could say on the podcast about exactly. me meditating. Yeah. This is something I can ask yes. Kyle. So it always brings something in where I'm like, oh, okay. I wonder if Kyle feels this, you know? Yes. But that um, that happens often. Th that same thing applies to all skills in life too. I'm sure you've experienced that in jujitsu, where you're in the moment and you're and you're remembering something you learned and you try it out and it works, and and then you uh, you kind of have that moment where you like internally clap yourself on the back and then you lose focus and then maybe you you know you make a mistake I, I think that that's so important with all skills is staying in the present moment and being able to use it and then kind of shutting off that other part of your brain but it, it's just a process it just takes time yeah exactly exactly speaking of jujitsu you know i'm not gonna say meditation this is like a direct correlation with me just being better at being a human but since i started meditating I worked out five times so far this week. I wasn't working out at all. I got that total gym and I've been using it. I went to jiu-jitsu for the first time in like a month today. Different gym. I mean, 
the reason why I haven't been going is for lack of motivation. It's for the whole situation with the friend thing, which I won't go into because I've beat that into the ground. But um, I went to a different gym today for um, one of my friend's birthdays and it felt so fucking good to get out there. It felt so good. And, you know, just I'm not saying it has a direct correlation with me meditating more, but I mean, who am I to say it's not? Because once I started meditating more, I started exercising more, I started taking my multivitamins and stuff like I'm I'm doing the right things. No, that's great. And actually, you, you reminded me of one of the more tangible benefits for me is because I, I can't always rely on meditating to give me a more calm mood. But one thing that I always do find is if I'm particularly scattered and I meditate, one of the things I always think about is what I'm supposed to be doing, what, what my goals are. And I always kind of get reminded while I'm meditating, like, no, these are the things you're supposed to be doing. And, and that does seem to be pretty consistent. So I have the same experience that you've had this week. When, whenever I'm meditating consistently, I do seem to do better in, in the other areas of self-improvement too. And it might not even be so much like, oh, I'm meditating and I'm thinking about these things. It could be like, I mean, just like exercising. If you make it a point to do it, like you're, you're getting more regimented. You're putting yourself on a schedule and you feel like you're, checking things off the list of things to do for that day. So it could, I mean, there's a number of reasons why it could be happening for me, but I think um, it's definitely helped for sure. And it was nice because going to that gym today, getting roles in, it helped me shake that anxiety of going to my home gym and rolling. Because, I mean, I think that was one of the things that was holding me back as well. I mean, the whole situation with the friend and then the anxiety of well i haven't done this in a couple weeks like i'm gonna be slow i'm gonna be you know running out of breath quick and then finally just ripping the band-aid off going dealing with it and then moving forward really that was all right going back to the home gym dealing with the the conflict well i haven't i haven't gone to the home home gym yet i went to a different gym got it got it and it was for a, a friend's birthday but jake was there me and Jake had some great roles. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, one more thing I just thought of there too is um, so when you're not doing the things you feel like you should be doing, maybe you're not exercising, you're not meditating, and you got a bunch of other stuff to do, sometimes you can fall into this mood where you don't have any energy, uh, you know, a depressive type state, and you think of the things you're supposed to do and, and you think, oh, I don't have the energy, uh, you know, that's going to use energy and then I'm going to be even more tired. It's actually, in my experience, it's kind of the opposite. It's like the more things you do that are productive and that make you feel good, actually the more energy you get. So that might be the same mechanism that's playing out for you too. Like you're meditating and that's kind of giving you a little bit of a boost and then you have a little more energy. So you go to the gym and then you have a little more energy. So the point I wanted to make is just that it's counterintuitive. The things that you think take your energy, sometimes they actually give you energy. And honestly, that is very accurate to what's been going on. And and, I mean, I find myself falling in patterns where like if I start doing, like say I start cleaning something a little bit, right? Like I clean up a little mess. I'll eventually be like, oh, okay, I, you know what? The floor could use a sweep. And like, I'll start doing these, all these small tasks that all have the same end goal, but come together for a bigger goal, like cleaning the whole house versus just cleaning the counter. So I'll clean the counter and then I'll say, oh, maybe I should sweep the floor too. Then I sweep the floor and I'm like, oh, you know what? This, I could probably vacuum, right? I got the time. And it just, it's a snowball effect for me. So, I mean, that could totally be it too. Yeah. Momentum. Yeah. And that was another thing too. Um, so I got this really good friend, Jenny here, uh, and she is so good at making me do things like, so I'm pretty lazy and I'm good enough at doing the gym or whatever, but I never want to do those fun things. Like she's like, let's go ice skating. I'm never going to go ice skating unless somebody makes me go ice skating. Right. Because you think it's too much it's effort. It's too much effort. I got to drive yeah. there. I got to I gotta rent skates. Yeah. yeah. It's a whole it's thing. It's a whole thing. And I know it's fun, but I just don't want to go. And, and she even asked me like, like a week ago, right? Let's go ice skating. And I said, fine, Jenny. And like two days leading up to it, I'm like, fine. I don't want to go ice skating. And, you know, but I know I'm not going to cancel. But the same thing plays out every single time she makes me do one of these things. It's like, I don't want to go, but I know it's going to be fun. And then I do go and it's a pain in the ass to get out of bed, but I do go and it's fun. And you have a blast. You're like, Oh, we should do this more often. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And then you don't for a week or until, (laughs) until she makes me do it again. Um, 
Yeah, exactly. You need that push. But I think it's the same thing. You made me think of that when, you, when you're talking about cleaning up your house. The absolute hardest moment of cleaning up your house is to start cleaning up your house. As soon as you start, then you're building up momentum. You're doing the snowball thing, like you mentioned. And uh, the, same, the same thing plays out for the gym, for meditation, anything. The hardest moment is right before you actually do it, when you're saying, I don't want to do it. And then you overcome that, and then you're doing it, and then you're fine. Yeah, exactly, which is why I was super pumped that I went and rolled today. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what I needed was to go to a different gym just to get a roll in, just to have the confidence to go back to my home gym and, you know, do what I do. So it's just the start of that snowball. Makes sense to me. I, I hope you keep it going. Yeah, yeah. I plan on going, you know, getting back on a consistent schedule now. One thing I also noticed to kind of track back to the day that I was pissed off and getting mad at all the drivers, meditated, and then was in a great mood. I was super tired that day. I got home, I meditated, and I had all this energy, and I ended up working out a bunch. So it um, it gave me more energy, which you would think with meditation, you're closing your eyes, you're not focusing on anything. You'd think like it would make you sleepy, but it, it gave me like an extra boost to get through my workout. Yeah, that is pretty interesting, and it just reminds me of what we were talking about earlier. Like, try not to have any expectations. Checking things off the list. Yeah, well, that that too, but also just. You know, you kind of you, you don't really know what's going to happen. And um, sometimes you use it before bed and it's going to help you sleep. And sometimes you're going to have more energy. But but it's all OK. And uh, acceptance is is a big part of it. So um, is it OK if I ask you now what your practice is? Yes. Yes. Sorry. I do. We went off for like 15 minutes after you asked me that question. And I was trying to think the whole time. What the fuck did Kyle ask me? I need to get back. <laughs> yeah, to that's how we do it. Um, so I, yeah, <laughs> that is the theme of the show. So I, typically I do it at night, right? So I tried to do it in the shower the other day and that wasn't as effective. I thought like the water on my back would be calming while I sat on the floor with the warm water in the dark and I thought that would do it. But it was a little more distracting, not as comfortable, but usually I will sit on the floor, close my eyes, no music uh as dark as possible and just try to focus on my breathing and sometimes i'll try to focus on okay so this sounds crazy so when i close my eyes i try to focus on the inside of my eyelids does that sound crazy like the darkness and trying to just see what's in front of me with my eyes closed not at all that makes perfect sense to me okay because i i sound like a lunatic like i feel like i sound like a lunatic when i say it out loud no. Um, yeah, I, I have something to say about that, but uh, continue describing, please. Yeah, so there are sometimes, like, even, so yesterday when I was meditating, I felt like I almost saw, like, a shade of green almost, or, like, certain shapes when I had my eyes closed, and I was trying to focus on those shapes and not anything else than what I'm thinking about. So I'll just focus on what I'm seeing in front of me, whether it's a different shade of color, just the pure darkness, um or just my breathing. There's a few things I'll try to go to to keep my mind off of other things. That sounds perfect to me. So yeah, there's a, there's a ton of different styles of meditation, a lot of different techniques, but the style I've always practiced, uh, I believe it's Vipassana. It's just kind of picking one or sometimes even two things to focus on and then just focusing on them. And I don't know if I brought it up on the podcast, but um, I was in Koh Samui, Thailand uh, a couple years ago, and I uh, I went to a monastery, and there was a monk. Yeah, we have talked about this. This was one of the this was one of the beginning episodes we talked about it. So if you want to give a recap, feel free, because we probably have some new listeners since then. Yeah, I'll just get to the point real quick. But anyway, there was a monastery, and they they allowed visitors to come in and meditate with them. And then I ended up talking to this monk that was half American, half Thai, half American, named P. Daniel, and he offered to give me a, a quick course in what he does. And uh, he taught this very relaxed style of meditation. He said, "Just you know, try to accept yourself. If you wanna, if you wanna move, it's okay." But uh, he offered two different objects of focus um, for beginners. He said, "There's one mantra that they use, uh, Sama Arahang. So you would just chant that internally, Sama Arahang, Sama Arahang, and you would literally say that to yourself while you're meditating and." Just focusing on saying that will kind of keep you from being distracted by other things. And then he said, by the way, I forget what that means. I think it means like healthy body, healthy mind or something like that. I don't know. See, that sounds something like something I want to try 
I'll try that tonight, actually. Yeah, yeah. Because I think focusing on something that I'm, I, and you're saying it internally, or are you, are you, are you, you're actually saying this out loud? You could say it out loud, um, but usually I would say it internally. Okay, because that's something I want to try tonight, but go on with the story. What was the other practice he... Yeah, so you absolutely could say it out loud, and I've done that before because uh, there's another guy, Alan Watts. Uh, I think he's deceased now, but he had a lot of great YouTube videos, and he talked about meditation a lot. And he, ta- he, he used to just say, uh, like, Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Hare Krishna. So it doesn't even matter what you could say. You could talk about bagels with cream cheese. You know, the point is just to get a, a mantra and repeat it. And, uh, you know, that way you, you can focus on that. And then the other object of meditation he offered was picturing a crystal ball, like a perfect sphere in your mind and trying to picture that and focus on it, what it looks like, what the texture is. And I was with my girlfriend at the time and he offered those two and he, he had us try it. And for me, the crystal ball didn't work. I just could not picture the ball. It just, I don't know if I'm not a visual person, but uh, I just couldn't do it. But Sama Arahang worked pretty well for me. Uh, my girlfriend was the opposite. She liked the ball. Uh, she did like the balls in general. I was going to say, um, I was going to throw a joke in there, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I also asked, you know, what, what if you do both at the same time? And he said, that's perfectly fine too. So I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but I've also heard Sam Harris, uh, my favorite guy, he talks about how you can focus on the sounds around you too. And he, he says like, it, you know, a lot of people think they need a quiet environment to meditate, but that's not necessarily true. A lot of sounds can make it more difficult, but you can use those sounds as an object of meditation too. So you could focus on your breath while listening to the sounds. You could focus on your breath while smelling your environment. But generally, the less you focus on the better and the more intensely you focus, the better. So try to pick one or at most two objects, in my opinion. Okay. And in your experience, the one that worked best for you was the... I I can't say it, even though you've said it five times. Sung... Go ahead. Say it one more time. Sama Araham. Sama Araham. But but it does not matter. You you really could just say Ali is my dog. Ali is my dog. <laughs> I'll say something a little more inspiring. But maybe I will say yeah. Ali is my dog. I'm obsessed with it. I've done that too. I I used to chant all sorts of weird stuff. I don't even remember when I was in my mid twenties. I used to just pick weird stuff to say. Glory, glory, Man United. When you watch soccer, probably, yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah. You're doing the soccer chants. Yeah, but it's, um, I've definitely noticed like an uptick in just overall my mood, energy levels, and just doing things that I'm supposed to. Even if it's something as stupid as just taking my vitamin every day and something as easy as taking a vitamin every day, it's also easy to say, ah, I'll take it tomorrow. So it's, it's helped That's... me with uh, the small stuff like that. That's excellent. And um, I think this might be a good time to just mention like the scientifically proven benefits of meditation to anyone who might be interested. I just Googled proven benefits of meditation and and they have done many, many studies. It's becoming more popular these days. But uh, Google just comes up with um, meditation actually addresses stress. Uh, It can reduce anxiety, chronic pain, depression, heart disease and high blood pressure. It's great for sleep. Uh, interpersonal relationships, blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, it, it used to be this thing that people thought was kind of a, like a spiritual thing that nobody really knew if it did anything good. But, but these days it is well accepted that it's good for many medical benefits, uh, mental and physical. And it's even being taught in many schools to young kids. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's a real thing. Another thing I wanted to bring up, how you said it helps sleep. And I also brought up how it helped me like get that burst of energy. I've recognized that it's helped me do both depending on the time of day and what kind of like state I'm in at the time. If I'm getting ready for bed and I meditate, I'm more ready for bed. If it's midday and I need a little boost of something and I meditate, I felt like, okay, I have energy to do this now. So it's worked in both ways for me, which is pretty fascinating. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So I got to find a good mantra though. I might find my own personal mantra. Tonight, I'll stick with the one that you said. I'm going to ask you to repeat it again before we stop recording because I'm a moron and um, it's in a language that I don't understand. So I'm going to ask you again. Me either. I I could absolutely be wrong, by the way. That was a few years ago. I, I, it could be, you know, I, I might say that to P. Daniel if I met him again and he's like, dude, you just told me to lick my own asshole. Like, don't don't say that. That's not what it is. But. He was totally just trolling the white people in there. Like, yeah, OK, you, <laughs> you should say this, dude. 
By the way, that reminds me of something kind of uh, unrelated, but you know those cringe moments where you do something weird socially and then you think back on it years later and it still fucks with you? You have some of those? Yeah, if you have a specific example, I'd love to hear it. I certainly do, Chris. So after my session with P. Daniel, you know, my girlfriend and I are leaving and I was so grateful to him. You know, I thanked him. I was like, thank you for letting us come to the monastery. This has been great. And I, I thrust my hand out for like a like a confident handshake, completely unaware or maybe forgetting that monks do not do bodily contact. Uh, they do not touch other human beings. Oh, so there was this no. very strange moment where he did not want to take my hand, but then he could kind of tell that it meant something to me. So he did take my hand oh. and my girlfriend is my girlfriend is standing there like, uh, and uh, I, I apologized afterwards. And he's like, don't worry about it. And it wasn't even a big deal, but I still think back on that. And I'm like, oh, I suck. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I love that story, though. <laughs> That's something yeah. I would do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. They don't do violent contact. And you're just like, yeah. hey, great to meet you. And they're just like, this fucking dude has no idea what he just came yeah, to he, practice. Yeah, he just shakes the dirtiest hand of the dirtiest American in Thailand. Oh, no. <laughs> that is so funny. I was trying to think, like, while you were telling that story of a cringe moment that I had, but I'm, I'm having a hard time thinking of it. I would need something to trigger that memory. I got I got a really bad one. Oh, let's go. Let's hear it. I'm so embarrassed to say this. It's don't really be. bad. Don't be. Dude, it's so bad. I haven't heard it yet. I'm saying don't be embarrassed. <laughs> you could very well. <laughs> you, you should be embarrassed. But I don't know yet. Uh, I only want to share it because it's so embarrassing. Uh, all right. So, you know, I talked before about how I, you know, I never had any success with girls in high school and like I was always like really desperate and I remember like going to college, the whole thing everybody said is like, oh, everybody gets laid in college. Everybody's having sex in college, right? Yeah. So I had this idea in my mind like, oh, it's, it's finally time. And uh, so I went to URI and we had this orientation where you sleep over for one night, right? Yeah. So we go there and I'm with all of my best friends from my high school and we're meeting all these people from new schools. And uh, it's a group of like me and like a few of my friends from my high school. And then there's these girls from another school. Oh, I don't want to say it. <laughs> you got it. You're, you're in too deep. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm in really deep. All right. So we're, we're hanging out outside and we're all drinking a little bit. And uh, this girl is like complaining about her, like the, the, the neighbor she's she's sleeping with that night and uh i thought she was pretty cute we hadn't even really talked at all but now remember we're in a group of probably 10 people probably like five of us and five of the girls and uh she goes like yeah i really don't want to sleep next to them last night and i just blurt out well you can sleep with me oh no <laughs> did it work no <laughs> <laughs> Of course not. Everybody's like, uh. Oh, no. Kyle. I still think about that. That was like 10 years ago, at least. Uh, no, that was like 13, 14 years ago. And I still think about that and go, oh, no. You know what? So that, that kind of jogged my memory a bit. Yeah, you got of one? A, of a cringe moment I have. And it goes even further back than yours. Okay. I was in, I think, elementary school or middle school. So I had this friend, he thought he was hot shit, right? He, keep in mind everybody, all right, this was elementary school, middle school. Okay, so before you start throwing judgments my way, fuck you. Um, <laughs> so he was like, listen, we're talking on the phone. It's a landline. And he's saying, okay, you like this girl, I like that girl. What I'm going to do is I'm going to write out two love letters, right? Mm -hmm. One for you to give to her and one for me to give to the other girl. And I go, this is perfect. I already really like this, by the way. You like it? I, I already really like this. Yeah, continue. You, you don't. Okay. <laughs> and she's in one of my classes, right? What he does, and I think he did this on purpose, this little prick. He gave her the love note that he wrote saying from me to her while I was a couple seats down from her in the same room. Okay. She starts reading it out loud in a group oh no i didn't write any of this and she's reading it out loud and it's the corniest shit ever and i'm sitting there having a fucking panic attack i think my eyes start welling up 
because of the embarrassment that I have. I'm speechless. She's reading it and laughing out loud. Laughing out loud. Oh, no. But I win. Do you want to know why I win? Why? She's a cocktail waitress at a strip club now. Fuck you. (laughs) I win. Okay? I win. Hey, at least... At least you can look back and say this, like, none of this was your fault. You didn't have the idea. You didn't write the letter. You know, you, you didn't really do anything too too rough. It still sucks, but. I yeah. don't think I could have been more embarrassed. And I don't know even if to this day, she or anyone she read the note out loud to knows that I had nothing to do with it. Probably not. And it's one of those situations where if you said, hey, I didn't write it, nobody's going to believe you. So in third grade, I'm just like, hey, I didn't write that letter in third grade. And they're like, dude, you're 30 <laughs> now. Relax. Lose it. <laughs> but yeah, that I, was, I actually that... listening to the story. I don't believe you. I think you wrote it. I, I really didn't. Yeah. Well, um, how many people how many people heard her reading it? Uh, I want to say like at least six or seven. I'll say six or seven. That's enough. Because you know how like tables were pushed together like in groups in yep. like the, the earlier grades. Like, oh, you guys, like there's six of you at this table. Six of you. Like it was one of those like four or five. Yeah, probably six people. <sighs> well, and I'm just sitting in the group over listening to her read it out loud and hearing everybody laugh at me. How was the rest of the day? How'd you feel? Well, I didn't kill myself. So but I was probably close. That was... That was something else, dude. That was, oh, and I, I'm still cringing thinking about it. Like I feel, ugh. But you shared a, a cringe moment. I got to share another, I got to share one. So that was, I had to get that out. You know, that reminds me of something I was thinking about this week a lot because um, I talked to some people that had some pretty rough childhoods and stuff and uh, people ve- deal with stuff in various ways. And, and some people are kind of okay, even though they had a lot of trauma. And some people are kind of not okay, even though they didn't have a lot of trauma. But the point I want to make here is like, everything affects us differently and and it's all okay. We have to have acceptance for ourselves. So, um, yeah, for example, the point that was being brought up in the conversation I'm thinking of was like, oh, well, this girl had a really easy life. Like, why why is she so depressed? And I think a lot of people think like that. Like, they think somebody's weak for being, you know, mentally not so okay because they didn't have a lot of trauma. But it's not how it works and uh, I don't people should not be judged in that way so for example the reason I'm thinking of this is like even something like that that you're talking about that could cause a lot of trauma and uh, depending on who you are you could be thinking about that for years you could need therapy and uh, and yeah that's all okay well here I am going on 30 years old still thinking about it so you know maybe I got some stuff to work out in therapy I certainly do I think we both do and I like how we both preach go to therapy and we have like a a podcast focused around mental health and neither of us go to therapy yep still have not can that be a goal we say out loud okay i'm not sure the availability over there in bali but i know there's like different virtual things you can do now what i'll do is i'm saying it this week i'm gonna call a therapist and try to find and book an appointment I'm I'm, put, I'm putting that out there. Cool. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you know, our most loyal Patreon subscriber, Melvina, she listens to everything lightning quick, by the way. She's already listened to your episode three, Singly Negative. What does she think? Because I didn't prepare for that at all, but I just kind of rambled about a bunch. She was just laughing. Uh, she said she was four minutes in and you already lost the plot. So she was just laughing about that. I haven't I haven't heard any other thoughts. But uh, anyway, she she listened to my last singly negative and, and she said, well, she knows somebody that that does that kind of work. So I could probably get in touch with them this week. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. So, yeah, you're going to do that. I'm going to do that. And now we're literally putting this out on the Internet for a lot of people to listen to. So we got to come with something next week. And if we don't have appointments booked or phone calls made, we're going to look like fucking frauds. Yep. Even more than usual. Yes. So I'm going to do that this week. It's out there. Nice. Me too. Good. So one thing we were talking about on the episode that got deleted that I wanted to bring back up was um, someone saying something that made you uncomfortable, even if it wasn't intentional. Right. And I think the example we had talked about with me was when I was dating someone and they said something, I was like, oh, I need to get a haircut. And they said, no, you don't. And like, I very clearly needed a haircut, but I think it's because they saw my recession and they were like, no, I just grow it out. So that's the way I thought about it. Do you remember that conversation? Yes. So here's, I remembered another part of that conversation that I had with this woman. And I've been dying to share it. Please do. So um, it was the same girl. And let me just get it out there. I'm a hairy man. Okay. 
I have body hair. And there was one time where she didn't mean to make it sound rude. She didn't mean to, you know, hurt my feelings or make me feel insecure. But she said, if only you could take some of the hair on your body and put it on your head. Oh, <laughs> oh man. How awful is that? That sucks. I'm sorry, dude. And she was being like, she wasn't trying to be rude or anything. It's just what that's it's... the worst part. That's the worst part when someone I... says something honest like that. Oh, oh, God, it was so bad. And she probably didn't even realize she was saying it. And I don't know if she listens now. She might. But um, if you are listening, fuck you. <laughs> oh yeah man some people just aren't sensitive in that way and, and maybe it's because they don't have insecurities themselves or maybe they're just not aware like they don't have empathy they can't feel it like some people do it to them and they don't like it but but they do it to other people i don't know but if you do that to other people like just stop man like that's the, that type of stuff sucks I will say that this person had a boatload of insecurities. And that's probably mm. why it didn't work out. Nothing but insecurities. So maybe that's why they were pointing it out. They don't want to be the only one in the room feeling insecure. Yeah, that's really immature and unevolved. And I hope she can, I hope she can grow because that just sucks. So I remember this concept of like energy and resonating with other people. And like the idea was that you can only connect with someone if you're on kind of a similar wavelength, it's kind of kind of in the same range of energy. So for example, if you're feeling really bad, but they're feeling really good, you're just not going to be able to connect. And a lot of times in relationships, what happens is if you're on the same wavelength at the beginning and then you change, maybe she's on a lower wavelength and you're on a higher one maybe subconsciously she's actually going to try to bring you down so a lot of times in relationships this 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 plays out and and people take subtle jabs at each other and and make each other stop pursuing their hobbies and stuff because because they want to be on the same same wavelength and uh, i don't know if that's what she was doing to you but uh but yeah it sucks when people try to bring each other down yeah i really don't think it was intentional i think it was just like a trying to make a lighthearted joke and then after it was just like oh maybe i shouldn't have said that like, you know, because you never know what someone's insecure about, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. And those are two things I'm super insecure about. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about the whole body image thing before, but there was one of those, and this, this wasn't even directed at me. That's how, like, insecure I am about this stuff. But that same girlfriend I went to the meditation thing with uh, in Koh Samui, she was just talking about some guy she dated before, and she just threw in this comment. She's like, oh, yeah, his body was perfect. And I was like, ah, fuck you. And like, yeah, she wasn't even saying my body wasn't good, but it just fucked with me for the rest of our relationship. I was just like, ah, oh, she liked his body better. You know, Ugh. I still think about that. That's why I don't understand because there are people out there. Like, oh, was his dick bigger than mine? I don't, I don't want to know. I do not want to know. I don't want to know either, but I understand where it comes from. It's like this, um, it's like this self-torturing thing. Like you, you want to hurt yourself. So you ask those questions. Yeah. Some people do like are genuinely curious, but I feel like the people no. that like want to like, typically they'll be like, uh, you know, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Cause then I'm going to make it seem like something. Forget that. Keep it in Jake, but fucking forget that. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. I'm curious. Maybe off air. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> What I was going to say was going to make it sound like I had a small dick, which I don't. I'm very... <laughs> <laughs> well, this makes it sound like you got a small dick. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, but what I was going to say was I feel like the people that want to know are the ones that are confident that they have a fucking bigger dick than their lover's previous relationship. And I was going to say, I don't want to know. So I'm pretty much implying that I don't have that confidence. But it's not true. Well, I don't know what I'm implying, but I don't want to know either, man. I'm going to send you a picture of my dick just to prove it. Jake, keep all this in, by the way. I'm going to send you a picture just to show you. I'm waiting. I got my phone out. I'm not gonna send you a picture. <laughs> I say keep it in now, Jake. I might feel differently. No, that is staying in. Get the fuck out of here. All right. That's the intro. Yeah. No, not the intro. Maybe it would be a good intro though, because it'll keep people listening till we get to the segment. Maybe. <laughs> Whatever. We're all about transparency here, so we're gonna let it all out. Fuck it. So since we're being open and honest, how big's your dick? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't well, tell me. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, don't. I, was, I was about to. <laughs> I know. You're like, you know what? In the name of the podcast and being transparent, it's a foot long. <laughs> I wish I could say that, but I certainly cannot, Chris. Let's move on. I think we should. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, oh, God. I'm flustered now. Um, where well, we, we had the, oh, the, onion, the onion thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So I'm going to bring up a news article. So this is one thing we talked about. Um, I do a segment sometimes on my solo podcast where I read an article from a subreddit that's called Not The Onion. So if you're not familiar with The Onion, it's a web page that posts, it's like satire, right? So they'll like poke fun at stuff and it's fake news articles for the sake of comedy. So Not The Onion is just news articles that you would think are from the onion but it's real fucking life so that's what makes it interesting so we're gonna do a segment where me and kyle well i'll read news articles to kyle and he has to guess onion or not the onion i don't want you to think the first one i'm reading is from not the onion either just because we talked about it but um i'm gonna go ahead and kick us off with a good one dog gets in car accident and thrown from the car, found later herding sheep. <laughs> um, it seems possible. Uh, I think that is part of the dog's instincts. Um, yeah, I think it's it's not absurd enough to be an onion article. There's no point there. So I'm, I'm going to say not the onion. Not the onion. There it is. So yep. yeah, a dog was in a car crash, was flown from the vehicle. They didn't know where the dog was. They found it just herding sheep. <laughs> So it just got thrown into its dream job. That's so cute. Yeah, it's like, all right, well, this is my life now. All right. Yeah, and um, it's just uh, it's just too funny. Like, all right, I guess this is it. All right, so. Was it doing a good job? I'm assuming it was. Okay, here's another one. Five signs you're trapped in a sitcom marriage and you need to get out. Five signs you're trapped in a sitcom marriage and need to get out. Oh, that could certainly be either. Yeah. Yeah, uh, not the onion. That's the onion, baby. I, I think that's a decent topic, though. Like, yeah, you could definitely write an article about that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and maybe that's on you now. That'll be the next post on the Patreon. It's just <laughs> Kyle tells you the signs that you're in a sitcom marriage and why you need to leave. Yeah, maybe, because I, I, uh, I was with this group a couple nights ago, um, and I was with uh, my good friend Matt here, and then this uh, older guy named Martin. And we were talking about how, um, you know, I, I can't say for sure, but uh, it seems like like guys in general are becoming less manly. And uh, one thing that often gets attributed to that is uh, the media. And like, for example, the sitcoms, they always kind of show this this idiot husband who's always making mistakes. And then the wife is kind of nagging him. And uh, this plays out in, like, most sitcoms. Like, Everybody Loves Raymond, King of Queens. I don't know. I'm showing my age here because of those are the last ones I really watched. But uh, Married yeah, with the, the, Children. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. That's a really old one. <laughs> but, yeah, basically it has a man that can't really stand up for himself. He's like, yes, dear. Yes, honey. Da, 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 da. And, like, uh, yeah, that, that absolutely has an effect on, on how people act in real relationships. So, yeah, I think yeah, so for sure. If you were in a relationship like that, it would kind of suck, I think. Oh, yeah. You just you have to be the dumb husband that doesn't make any decisions. Exactly. Yeah. Indecisive. Yeah. Pussified. Right. All right. So we're going to wrap this up with one more. Okay. Man allegedly killed family after father said, get a job or move out. I totally believe that one. Not the onion. Yeah, that's not the onion. Yeah. And you should see the fucking mug on this guy. He looks like someone that would do that. A 20-year-old college student charged with killing his parents and younger sister in their family home in Iowa told police that a masked intruder was to blame for the shooting deaths. So he he said someone came in and shot his family, but it was totally him because they told him to get a job. And I'm going to send you a picture on Instagram right now. Jake, you're not going to understand this picture when I send it to the group chat, but after editing, you'll understand. So if you ask questions... And we don't answer. It's because we're waiting for you to, uh, for it to click. But you'll see that he totally looks like someone that would do this. So what was it again? What was said? The headline is "Man allegedly killed family after father said get a job or move out." Yeah, I get it. Like working sucks. That seems like the only solution. 
Yeah, just uh, kill your family. That's the only solution when someone tells you <laughs> yeah. to get a job or move out. Kill the family. Now you don't have to leave. I don't. Yeah. I, what? You're gonna go get a job and go to work? No, just kill them. Yeah. My house now. Exactly. Did you get the picture? Yeah, yeah. He looks like a real family killer. Yeah, that's someone that definitely doesn't want to have a job. He's big in a fortnight. I relate to him. Yeah, I mean, I understand. And no one wants to work. Actually, I never told you this, Chris, but that's why I moved overseas is because uh, they told me to get a job. I killed him. And um, you can you can leave and, and it's hard to get extradited back to the U.S. So I'm currently wanted for murder, but uh, I'm all right for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. This was W Negative <laughs> episode 17. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean, we might keep that segment in. We might not. Depends how people enjoy it. Did you enjoy it? I think it's a lot of fun, yeah. And uh, if you want, next time I can uh, I can do you, if you know what I mean. Yeah, do me next time for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't really prepare for that. I just I was doing Googling on the fly. So um, that just goes to show you how good I am at multitasking. Whoever says men can't multitask are just fucking wrong. Because I just fucking did it live. I saw it. Well, I yeah. heard it. So you get a couple articles. Because honestly, I was just going back and forth there. So next week, you get a couple articles. Throw them at me. Um, I can send you the, the subreddit. I think you're familiar with Reddit. You'll find it. Not the onion. That's all it is. Yep. I know how to use it. Okay. Cool. But you know what? Actually, no, we're not going to close out with that. Because we talked a lot about how I was doing. Do you want to talk about how you're doing? Or should we save that for next week? Because you've been doing pretty well since you moved to Bali. You're feeling a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have much to say. I could give a more in-depth uh, update next week. But one thing I was struggling with this week is um, I, I made a lot of social plans and I did a lot of stuff. Um, <clears throat> so, so my friend Matt and I, we always use uh, – we have like an inside joke about cryptocurrency. We, we relate everything in life to cryptocurrency and investing. It's, it's stupid. It's not really funny. But in situations like where people invite you to stuff and you feel like you, feel like you don't want to miss out, we call it FOMO, fear of missing out. And yep. um I had that all week, so I got invited to a lot of stuff, and I just did a lot of stuff, and I don't really regret it, but um, I don't know. Like last last episode, I, I told you I was really excited because Matt and I sat down, and we made goals, and one of mine was to like read for an hour every day, and I wanted to work more, and yada, 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 and I ended up kind of slacking on those goals because I was doing so much stuff, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to beat a dead horse because I feel like we're talking about the same thing every week, like just trying to stick to your goals but having trouble. And yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I got to reassess again. I got to I got to find a nice balance between social life and and my own stuff. So yeah, I had a, I had a really fun week, but I did not do enough of my own stuff. So what I realized this week, forcing myself to meditate more. And, you know, I'm, I'll be honest, there was a few days I missed, but I could have made it happen if I really wanted to. Like, even though you were very social this week, you could have made those things happen if you really wanted to. Excellent point. Even if it was for 10 minutes, right? So You're right. I mean, they're like, I I prefer to meditate at night, right? And I'm like, oh, well, I like to meditate in my room and, you know, my wife's in there watching TV, getting ready for bed. I'm not going to put her out. So, I mean, maybe I just won't meditate tonight. If I really wanted to fucking meditate, I could just go sit in the living room sit in my office where I record the podcast. I could do it if I really, really wanted to. So make the extra time because you'll feel better for making the extra time to do those things. Thank you, Chris. You're right. Because I, 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 no matter how social you were, you could have fit a chapter or two in in those couple days. I feel like you're my family telling me to get a job and I kind of want to kill you. I'm glad you live in Bali. <laughs> I'm not telling you to get a job. I'm just saying if you want to make time for it and you genuinely care about making time for it you'll make the time for it you know i i don't want to go too far off on something else but that reminds me of something that i said during the the goal making session with my friend matt it's something i heard in a in a self-development talk and uh i hope i didn't say this already in the podcast but he was talking about priorities and he he was talking to a room full of people he said make a list of five things you want to prioritize in your life whether it's your career your relationships your health write them down right now and, and you could even think of that right now if you want to. So yep. five things yep. you want to prioritize. And then he says, cross off the bottom three because you're not going to be able to focus on five things at once. You're going to be able to focus on two max. And uh, maybe that's kind of what happened to me this week. And uh, maybe it's not a bad thing. Maybe, you know, I said I want to read for an hour a week and I do. 
but maybe it's not of enough of a priority and, and maybe I could make it happen. But uh, anyway, the point is, I'm not trying to let myself off the hook here. I'm just trying to say you gotta, you gotta focus, you gotta, you gotta decide what's really important to you, and then prioritize it, and uh, try not to spread yourself too thin. Yeah, and that's a great point because even though it's something that you want to do, like how important is it to you if you do that? Because clearly, it's not affecting you too much if you don't. Right. And you don't want to put yourself in a spot where you're forcing yourself to do things that you don't want to do just because you said you were going to do them. Do the things that make you happy. Do what you want to do. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, reading, for example, it is something I want to do, but it's it's not a priority for me right now. But if you're listening to this and you just realize maybe that you've been doing something that hasn't been helping you and there is something that would help you, maybe you could just shift those priorities. Right. So, um, yeah, that's something that's useful to do from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it kind of reminds me a lot about a past like a uh, relationship I had with friends where if I wasn't going to do a certain thing, they would say, you have to do this. Why aren't you doing this? If you want to become this, you have to do this, this, and this. And I was always like really hard on myself for it. Like, you know what? He's right. He's right. But at the end of the day, like I'm doing other things that I want to do. So, I mean, if I'm not doing that one thing that I also kind of want to do, it's not a big deal because I'm doing things I want to do. I'm being very vague there, but you get the point. I get it. Yeah. And it just goes back to, you know, having some acceptance for yourself, that whole paradox of trying to work on your goals, but also having acceptance. Yeah. Do what fucking makes you happy. That's it. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. I mean, we've seen a pretty big uptick in the downloads category. So anyone who's taking our begging and actually helping us out, we really appreciate that. So um, that's fucking awesome. Thank you for doing that continue to do that share the podcast if you're enjoying it if you're taking anything out of it feel free to message us we love the feedback yeah so just thanks to everyone who's actually uh downloading and you know making us look good i also appreciate it <laughs> all right we'll leave it with that short and sweet till next time this is life being bound to love